Recorded live. The Cleveland Cavaliers have finally done it. This is episode 62 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition. I'm Taylor Phillips along with Louis Snore. How are we doing tonight? I'm in shock. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually uh, a believer. Wow. Yeah, you and someone else that I know. Uh... That would be Miranda McCoy, right? Uh, no, actually, it'd be uh, Betty Cantley and my brother. Oh, okay, yep. Gotcha, yep. Yeah, I gave her. I gave her the congratulations. So the final score was ninety-three to eighty-nine. Mm-hmm. In in game seven, Cavs come all the way back from down. Three games to one, and, and and they steal two on the road in Oakland to win their first ever NBA championship. This this is their their forty third year of Cleveland and Cleveland's NBA existence. It, Game seven was uh, a tight one the whole way through, but it was the Cavaliers that prevailed. LeBron didn't do it all by himself. No, it was a team. He, and, and LeBron is always a team player. Kyrie Irving did, did his thing. Uh, J.R. Smith, uh, Tristan Thompson, All those, all those guys. They did it without Kevin Love. And they still won the NBA title. Got an update here. The Cubs double up the Pirates 10-5. to But, um... When I saw time run out, after I after I saw time run out, I saw LeBron James bursting into tears of joy. That he finally did it for the city of Cleveland because he cared for the city of Cleveland. Not, not only was was he the not only was he one of the, those players that cared for the city of Cleveland, the rest of his teammates did as well. But um, what were your thoughts? Well, I thought this was going to be a close game all the way through. In a way, I was right. I said it was going to be... um, I said I wouldn't be surprised if neither team hits 100 points in in this game. And I was right. I said it was going to be a close game, although I said 99-95 uh, Golden State. So, in a way, I was right, but the outcome was in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never thought, I never thought that, you know, that really clearly had a chance. I thought, you know, that 
you know, I thought that Golden State was, you know, going to repeat as champions. I think, I think maybe like ninety or ninety-five percent of NBA fans, I think, would say the same thing. I didn't think it was going to be wow. an easy victory, but a victory nonetheless. I know. Sometimes you just got to believe, right? Yeah, you do. The entire Cavs nation was going crazy in Cleveland. Inside Quicken Loans Arena and outside that arena, while they were, they were, well, uh, while, while they were watching up on those big screens mm-hmm. in the entire watch party, and they went ballistic. Not surprised. Keep in mind, this is this is this title is also the, their first um, the Cleveland's first major championship won since 1964. Back when the Browns won the NBA, the NFL uh, championship. Yep, that that is true. It's it's like the first major championship. In the well, since the Super Bowl era began, because they never really won a major title. I mean, they won an NFL championship, but it wasn't like it was a Super Bowl. So this is like the first, like the first major title they've won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know some are going to argue about that, but you know, when you think about it, cause like the Super Bowl is a major, the NFL championship. Yes, it's an honor. But it's not, you know, not declared, you know, a true champion unless you win the Super Bowl. I know people are going to argue with that to say, oh, oh, pre-1967. But that's just my take on it. Right, right. But But it has finally been done. Yeah, and, and and for those of you that are watching the uh, post game press conference live on ESPN Sports Center, just just keep just keep watching and keep listening. And uh, I believe Le- LeBron James won the MVP. Yes. Yep, he did. Of course. Yeah, because uh, he was the leader. Yeah, once uh, I think that, once I think when Cleveland had it with uh, ten seconds to go and up by, up by uh, four, and they knew it was in the bag, I figure it was going to be LeBron winning the MVP. Yep. Speaking of LeBron James, he recorded his seventh triple double in uh, NBA Finals uh, in an NBA. Uh, in his NBA Finals career, second of all time. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, um, let's uh, transition to baseball. Tigers and Royals uh, had a pitcher's duel. 
Jordan Zimmerman against Chris Young. Zimmerman and, and Young both uh, got no decisions. It was tied at one. Tigers uh, got their got their only run on Stephen Moya's uh, blast to right field. It was his first career solo home run in the top of the third inning. But then the Royals tied it with an RBI ground out because uh, Brad Ausmus never, uh, with uh, runners on second and third, for example, with runners in, when a, with a runner on, on third and less than two out, like I tweeted, Brad Ausmus never pulls the infield in or the outfield in, or especially the infield, because uh, there have been too many RBI ground outs allowed. Too many... Uh, too many, too many uh, single runs allowed on ground ball outs by the Tigers. Uh, I pin that on Osmus because because he never pulls the he never draws the infield in. He's got to as a manager, you have to take control of this this team. Brian Osmus is not has, has never done that. And he still has it this year up to today, through today. That That's what cost the Tigers that tying run by Kansas City. The defending world champion Royals would not score their, their, their game-winning run until the 13th inning on an easy RBI single with the bases loaded and one out. Kyle Ryan was on the mound. He started the 13th inning, and he just got absolutely tacked with hits. Yeah, he gave up. Well, well base runners actually, uh, two walks, two hits, and um, the the game winner in just a in just a third of an inning. And Jeff Moss tweeted, if if this was a playoff game, would Osmus allow Kyle Ryan to, to pitch before K-Rod? That's Francisco Rodriguez. Are you effing kidding me? Fire him now. Well, before that, I am not sure how Brad Osmus is still employed. When the Tigers lose this game in a few moments, they'll they will be under five hundred on five hundred on June nineteenth with a two hundred million dollar payroll. This guy has to go. Hmm. I don't care if you promote Omar Vizquel for the rest of this for the rest of the year. This team needs a message sent immediately. Effing install the singing hot dog douchebag. I don't care. But Osmus needs to lose his job. Show some effing urgency. And, and then after that, after that, after those two tweets that I mentioned firsthand, while I am glad that effing moron saved K Rod, I'm going to the game Tuesday. Poor Melissa 
that that's just like Melissa Moss. But right. better to have bail money. Oof. How much? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's a good question, Lewis. That's a good <laughs> question. Yeah. And then Tony Paul tweeted, go to any baseball town in America. Maybe three like their manager. And Jeff Moss quoted, there is not liking your man- your manager and having a guy with a slash line of 215, 253, 241 batting second again today, Mike Avilas. The second baseman, because uh, Ian Kinsler was just resting, but that didn't mean that didn't mean Mike Avilas had a bat second. Brian Osmus, you you dimwit. Mike Avilas should bat ninth because he is he is a stupid hitter. He swung at a, a wide a very wide ball four and got out instead. He. he and he finished show for three. Totally in that in that game. Ian Kinsler finished show for two because he pinch hit. Stephen Moya was the only uh, Tiger to get more than one hit. He went three for five with his solo jack. His first of it, this his first of his career. Just five hits for the Tigers and just seven hits for the Royals. It was a pitcher's duel, but for God's sake, please, get the hell out of here with with that Kyle Ryan crap. Don't even bring him in here. I mean, Kyle Ryan is still not ready yet. He was just called up, and he and he only and he can only get one out in a single inning without giving up a run, which cost the Tigers the game. Because of Brad Osmus and Kyle Ryan together, the Tigers lost two to one in thirteen innings. Period. That's that's pushing the. That's another example of how you push that self-destruct button. Seven two four 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 seven four 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 is the number to call. Seven two four 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 seven four four four. Call ID one four one one two three. Call ID one four one one two three. Everyone must log in with a username to be allowed to chat and or call in, or they can just listen. I'm Taylor Phillips, along with with, uh, Louis Tenor. Royals take the last three of the four-game set. Tigers return home and play the Seattle Mariners. That is uh, tomorrow at 7.10.
and Mike Pelfrey will will pitch against Nathan Carnes. Pelfrey's one and seven with a four seven nine ERA. Nathan Carnes has a five and two record and a four oh six ERA. I know, I know, Chris. If you're listening, the record doesn't matter. But uh, it is my job to announce to announce everything. It's part of the Michigan sports truth, you know. Nathan Carnes is is in his is only in his fourth year in the majors. But um, 406 ERA, not terrible, but not not great. Seventy five strikeouts, thirty three walks, a WHIP of one forty two, an opposing batting average of two fifty one. So with that, it's time for, for the other scores from around Major League Baseball and the standings. Lewis, take it away. I certainly will. All right, beginning off with, all right, here we go with the MLB. And away we go. Starting from top to bottom. As soon as it's, okay, here we go. First up, the Indians beat the White Sox in 10 innings, 3-2. to two. The Braves sweep the Mets. That's right. I said the Braves have swept the Mets six nothing in the four game series. And to make matters worse, the Mets only got one measly hit. Well how embarrassing. Are the Braves improving? Or the Mets just sinking? Or both. Yeah. And my girlfriend is not a happy camper. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's a Mets fan. Anywho. You're a Yankees fan. Won one, and we'll die one. Anywho, Marlon shot the Rockies 3-0. I guess that Mountaineer doesn't help all the time. The Giants over the Rays, 5-1. Orioles over Blue Jays, 11-6, as we finish up the Battle of the Birds. Red Sox get by the Mariners, (laughs) 2-1. Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 5 to 1 who are now struggling. Twins beat the Yankees 7 to 4 as they avoid a sweep. Uh Astros shot the Reds 6 nothing. As you mentioned, Royals beat the Tigers in 13 innings 2 to 1. Painful. Rangers uh get by the Cardinals 5 to 4. Angels shut out the Athletics 2 to nothing. Dodgers get past the Brewers two to one. 
Padres double up on the Nationals six to six to three, and as you mentioned before, the Cubs over the Pirates ten to five. To the standings we go, and this should get interesting. Uh, or in the American League East, the Orioles are forty and twenty-eight. The Red Sox thirty-nine and twenty-nine. The Blue Jays are thirty-four and thirty-three. The Yankees are thirty-four and thirty-five, and the Rays are not that far behind with thirty-one and thirty-six. To the Central we go. The Indians thirty-eight and thirty, just barely behind them. The Royals are thirty-eight and thirty-one. Should be interesting out the stretch. Tigers are 34 and 35. White Sox are now 33 and 36. Oh, how the money have fallen already. And the hapless twins are 21 and 48. To the West, Rangers 45 and 25. Mariners are 36 and 33. And, oh, it must be an update here, okay. Thirty uh Chicago's thirty three and thirty oh. Uh, Mariners are thirty six and thirty three. Astros are thirty-four and thirty-six. Angels are thirty-one and thirty-eight. And the Athletics are twenty-eight and forty-one. To the National League. The Nationals are forty-three and twenty-seven. The Marlins are thirty-seven and thirty-two and jump ahead of the Mets. Which are now thirty six and thirty two. The Phillies are becoming a sinking ship at thirty and forty, and the Braves are twenty three and thirty forty six, despite that four game sweep from the, from the Mets. To the Central, the White Sox, uh, the Cubs are rolling along forty seven and twenty. The Cardinals are thirty five and thirty three. Pirates are 33 and 36. Brewers are 31 and 39, and the Reds are 27 and 43. To the West, Giants are 44 and 26. Dodgers 38 and 33. Rockies 32 and 36. Diamondbacks are 32 and 39, and the Padres are 29 and 42. A uh, couple of other notes of interest here. Uh, Charles Tillman says that well, he'll return for his uh, 14th season in the NFL, but he insists that he will only play for the Carolina Panthers. And in case you have forgotten, he is uh, rehabbing from a torn ACL back from the end of last season. Uh, despite high-profile player NBA players dropping out of the Olympics, Kevin Durant says that he still intends to play this summer, and I hope and um, I hope he sticks with that. LeBron MVP, <laughs> what a shock! Um, in Euro Cup action, we had Albania over France one zip, Swiss and France uh, tied at zero, MLS Kansas City over Dallas two nothing, and the. Red Bulls over Seattle, to nothing. When oh, you were asking me about um, who should the uh, Red Wings go for last night, well, I did a little research uh, this morning before I um, left for my uh, Father's Day um, outings, and it came up with five um, 
possible um possible um entries. Um one was Matt, uh, Matt Beasley. A rough and tough act that can make Detroit a more physical team. Sean Mathis is a good two way a good two way player and he's awfully good at penalty killing and can knock a good player to his knees. Uh, and was a and was a Red Wings prospect at one time too. Uh, Carl Soderberg, but he's not really a great physical player. He's on the Sweden team, and they rely and they're interested more in you know skill than physical. So he's kind of like like uh, the dark horse. Uh, Michael Fox, good offensive player, but doesn't really draw big numbers. He hasn't done that in the last couple seasons. And Drew Stafford, who has, who since coming from the Sabres to the Jets, hmm, a Sabre Jet, oh no, oh, that's bad, um, has skilled offense and a great and a great player skill. But um, out of the, out of those five, I think I would take uh, Mathis as a the choice for Detroit for uh, next season. And then the, for those of you who follow golf, Dustin Johnson won the U.S. Open, his first major title, his first major, um, by three strokes, despite a penalty stroke on the fifth hole. There was uh, there was a decision pending on it, but the decision came in his favor, and no and no further damage that was done. Well, it was a three-stroke lead, so it wouldn't make any difference anyway. Uh, Manny Machado has dropped his appeal and will serve his four-game suspension. Gerardo uh, Ventura started his suspension today and does call it unfair because, after all, why should one player get more suspended than the other? I mean, they're, they're both... I mean, don't you think they should be, you know, equally suspended? Why should one get more than the other? I mean, you were both involved in the, in the same uh, brouhaha. So why should the penalties be any different? And uh, Porsche took the 24 hours of Le Mans. I seem to have overlooked that, the Le Mans race. And uh, MLS speak, uh, resumed action uh, yesterday with eight games on the schedule. And the Orlando Soccer Club paused during uh, the 49th minute yesterday of yesterday's match to honor the victims who passed who perished in the nightclub shooting last week. Um, Vanderbilt football player Brandon Vandenberg was found guilty on five counts of Rape after encouraging his teammates to rape an unconscious woman. He was thinking he was guilty on five counts of aggravated rape and two counts of aggravated battery, and one count of unlawful uh, photograph uh, photography. Ugh. Pat Hayden, the outgoing director of 
Southern California earned $2.4 million in charitable contributions. Iguodala played in the game of seven, came off the bench, though, to do it. But as we know, that that came up short. And Peyton Manning was honored in the Tennessee Hall of Fame. And, and in the uh, yes, Tennessee Hall of, Hall of Fame. And uh, that's that's about it. Unless I come up with anything else by the end of the show. All right. Well, well, Leslie has joined us here. Uh, Leslie uh, hey. Montero. Uh, Thank you. Good evening. Well, well, uh, well, as you might have, as you might have heard, uh, uh, Lewis has uh, picked uh, five uh, five possible players to re- to replace Pavel that soup. But uh, let's let's talk Tigers first. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to Os- talk about. Brad Osmus uh, uh, continued his ineptitude by putting in by uh, by by. Uh, Putting in, putting in the wrong relief pitchers last night, and uh, in that 16-5 route, and then and then in the 13th inning earlier today on Father's Day, I want to wish everyone a ha- all the dads out there they're a happy Father's Day, by the way. But uh, it, uh, he, Brad Osmus uh, put in uh, Kyle Ryan of all people uh, in the 13th inning, and Moss was. Moss was uh, aggra- aggravated again. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why you're using Kyle Ryan in the third inning. 13, unless you're running out of starters, Kyle Ryan cannot be, uh, unless you're running out of pitchers, actually, you cannot throw Kyle Ryan in this situation. Especially in the game you have to win, in the game you need to win, in the game you must get. You can't put Kyle Ryan in the 13th inning. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just sorry there. I mean, this is where you use your closer. You got to go keep the game tied. I mean, or use Sanchez or something. Don't just use Kyle Ryan. You just can't do that. Uh, uh, especially you know. not before, especially not before Francisco Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm using Francisco Rodriguez. You know, I know you cannot use a, your closer uh, in a tie game on the road, but when you, when you're in desperate measures, when you're in desperate streets, you got to go. Uh, go out and use your closer in a tight game. You got to keep this at one. You can't lose this game. I mean, you, when you put Kyle Ryan, you're begging to lose this game against a, a tenacious uh, team in the Royals. You can't do that. I mean, I didn't get that. But uh, again, Osmus, he continues to have a poor feel for the game. He just, he just continues to have a poor feel for the game. It's just, it's getting ridiculous now, and. Uh, and he did it again. He did it again. I, I know it's. It, he just doesn't have the brains uh, to manage a major league baseball club, especially a winning team. Yeah, you cannot but, manage. You can't go manage scared. You can't go manage by the book. Especially in the, this isn't uh, like on Friday or Thursday. You're, you're trying to get a split here. You got to pull all the stops to get a split. I mean, now you lose three out of four. You know, because of one bad move, it stinks. Yes, it, uh, it should not come down to this. The hitting was terrible, but um, you can't put Kyle Ryan in that spot. The only thing you put Kyle Ryan is when you out, run out of pitchers. That's right, especially when you uh, 
when a game, especially if or when a game is headed to like closer to the twentieth inning or something like that. Yeah, then fine, that's fine. And use Kyle Ryan. Who was the pitcher? I didn't see the game today. I was in Jehovah's Witnesses all day. So who it, was the, it? It was. Who, yeah. It, there were Jordan Zimmerman and Chris Young dueling today, mm-hmm. and and they both got no decisions. Kyle Ryan, of course, took the loss. Zimmerman went with 80 pitches, and, and Brad Osmus put in Justin Wilson uh, when Zimmerman never even reached 100 pitches. And Justin Wilson allowed allowed the first batter to reach base, but then he got a, but then he. Uh, Got the runner picked off. That's Gerard Dyson, hmm. and then um, the ninth inning was over, and we headed to the tenth. Okay, here's the thing: Why are you going to take Zimmerman now when he has 80 pitches? I'm sure you can pitch 20 more pitches. If Jordan Zimmerman is on there, such a cruise to 12, let him go out there unless he reaches 100. You don't take him out when he's 80, when he's cruising along, because you don't want to burn your relievers early, then not use them late. You don't want to put in a situation where you're using Kyle Ryan to close it out. Right. You don't want to be in a situation where you're going to use Kyle Ryan. You don't want to run out of relief. you got to manage it smartly. When your starter's trying 80 pitchers, let him go until he's finished. And the Wolves were not hitting him today. So I, I didn't understand why you took Jordan out. When was Jordan taken out? Yeah, you gotta you gotta let yeah in that situation you gotta let Zimmerman finish the game himself, even when it goes to extra innings, even when the Tigers' offense is letting him down. Once he's tired, then it's one thing. And this is again, Brad just does not have the feel for the game. You gotta know when your pitcher's tired. You gotta know when your pitcher is uh, cruising along. You gotta know when the pitcher still has it. I mean, you gotta figure this out. A five-year-old can figure this out. You don't take your pitcher out when he has 80 pitchers, uh, well, eight innings, I believe. You don't take your pitcher out uh, when he's on an economical pitch count, unless uh, he's on an innings limit. You can't do that. It's just it was just stupid managing again. It's a good thing I missed the game. I already lost it on Twitter, but yeah, this manager is just strange. It's just it just gets dumber and dumber each passing game. I mean, Kyle Ryan, and you take Jordan Zimmerman now. But if you take, if you put Zimmerman to at least get to 100, then you can use Justin Wilson for two innings. You could use um, Alex Wilson for an inning or so, or Shane Green for two. You know, you gotta lengthen your starts. You can't. I mean, you gotta lengthen the game, and then try to use your relievers uh, late in the game, like in the Tiffany and the tie game. You don't want to burn them out early. So this is again management. Well, what's that music playing? There's there's nobody else with us. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I, he does he doesn't have the feel for the game. He he doesn't have the brains to manage to manage he, even in an Ivy League game. Mm. Even Ivy League school, which is remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Right. He went to Dortmund, and he can't get a, he can't get some things right in baseball. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, Jeff uh, Moss you, wants him fired. Yeah, you, know, you know what? There comes a point where the Tigers are going to do something with him, because um, 
he's not, let's face it, Brian Osmond's not a long-term manager for this team. He's just not. No. He's, ma- he's managed for three years, and he's what he is, an average manager. I think the Tigers need to find somebody who can do better and who can demand better, and they need a manager who gets smarter. You know, you, I mean, Osmus, I could see you holding on to battle Osmus if uh, if he's uh, getting better at his job or he's showing signs of improvement. I haven't seen that. I just haven't. It's one thing your players play for you, but you've got to be a better manager. You've got to know the basic things about managing a baseball game. You've got to know certain feel for the game. You've got to know what's going on in the game. And Osmus just sometimes overdoes things. And sometimes he outsmarts himself. You know, I think sometimes he acts like he's the smartest baseball man in the room with the way he talks to the media. Tigers head home uh, and, and, pl- and play the Seattle Mariners next. Um, the full game's set starting tonight. Yep. Uh, the Mariners uh, are another good, another tough team to deal with for the Tigers. Uh, not only have they have they uh, owned the Tigers in the past, but um, they're better in the standings uh, that than they than they once than they uh, recently were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Past few years. Absolutely. Um, but you know what happened this week? And let's face it. Here's a reality check. The Tigers got outplayed by the Royals. They got outmatched by the Royals, and they got outclassed by the Royals. The Tigers were fortunate not to get swept. I didn't see anything that was encouraging, really, this weekend. Uh, you know, when the Royals beat you on a great performance by Jordan Zimmerman and Michael Fulmer, how are you encouraged? How do you feel good about this team? How do you – How do you? I mean, I thought Thursday was a sign of things to come, but then you see Friday's loss, then you see Saturday's loss, and then today's loss. It takes a toll out of you. It takes a toll out of the players. It, it Losses like this can kill you. And now Tigers have been resilient to their credit, but how do you go respond after these three losses to Kansas City? I mean, the Tigers were outplayed, they were outworked, and they were outmanaged this weekend. And they were outclassed. Let's just put it that way. Um, I, I, I didn't see where the Tigers did much to earn those wins. Even Thursday's win was not that pretty. Yeah, the, yeah, you can't fool around with the world champions that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just you gotta you gotta uh, play better than them. Uh, every every single game, whether you win or lose, you gotta you gotta outperform them. Exactly, and I didn't see that this weekend. Uh, even Thursday when they won, the Tigers they had to struggle to get by the Royals in that game Thursday. Friday they couldn't hit. Saturday they just couldn't pitch. And today they couldn't hit. And when you're getting shut down from the likes of Edison Wilkes or Chris Young or Udonna Ventura, it's kind of hard to give the hitters the benefit of the doubt. It's hard to give credit to these guys because Ventura is not exactly a Cy Young pitcher. He's an average pitcher at best. Same with Chris Young. And listen, the world starters, they're gutsy. They'll find a way. They pitch with guile. They may not be as overpowering as the Indian starters. But it's not like the, the world starters are anything special. They're nice starters. Those are the starters the Tigers hitters need to feast on. I'm sorry. I, I can't give the starters any credit. The Tigers have sometimes made average pitchers look too great this year. It's been going on even last year, too. And even two years ago, for that matter. 
the, the, the Seattle Mariners are uh, are uh, let, let's see, thirty six and thirty three, eight and a half games back of the, of the forty five and twenty five Texas Rangers. It has struggled with the Mariners lately, so maybe yeah. you can get some wins. You need to get at least three out of four at home. You got to take three out of four because. They take a split against Seattle. That's not going to be good heading to the Indian series this coming weekend at home. And this is a series the Tigers got to get better fast. They got to forget about the Kansas City loss and get ready to play against the Mariners at home. They got to find, they got to hit, and they got to play better. That's all there is to it. They cannot play like what they did this weekend at Kansas City. One question though: What does Jeff Moss actually want the Tigers to do to do it from here forward, especially when he wants Brad Osmus? Fired. No, I, I, I guess Jeff wants a sabermetrics manager that knows how to manage by numbers, and I, I get it. I mean, that's something the Tigers need. Um, they need a manager. What does, but what? But what do they need to do to get rid of Osmus? They, they got to just play bad. I mean, play bad is you know, like losing what the White Sox are doing. That's what the Tigers need to do. Just keep losing. Lose mm-hmm. twenty of 20, twenty-seven. Listen. Osmus almost got fired, okay? He was very close. If the Tigers lost two or two to Minnesota, he was gone. And he could still be gone. But you know what? What is the point of firing the manager now? I mean, I don't think the Tigers are a great team. They're not a playoff team because they don't have much relievers depth, okay? And you saw that this weekend again. Um, the hitters uh, uh, tend to struggle so much. They got a starter you cannot rely on, which is Mike Pelfrey tonight. Matt Boyd's in Toledo now, and rightfully so after he stunk it up Saturday night. It's just a yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, I was reading a tweet uh, from a guy. He was talking about some of the relievers having four and five ERAs. You can't have that. You simply cannot have that, and it's a problem right now. It's a, it's, it's, it's a problem, and. You, you you can't be a contender and a good number of your pitchers have an ERA of four or five. You just can't. It's um, I don't know if finding the manager is going to make a difference, but at some point the Tigers are going to have to do something because, and you know, Al Avila. Al Avila. Yep, good. You know, um, Al Avila, I, I don't think he's got, I don't think he should escape blame either. I mean, He's been part of the problem. He's, he has not gotten the right relievers either, and he has not addressed the bench. So he's going to take a hit himself, and I like Al, but you got, you got to call for what it is either. Uh, yeah, uh, find the manager that's all well and good. Maybe it helps, as you saw with the Penguins and the Cavaliers. But what what is the worthy replacement? That's another thing. I don't think Omar Vizquel is any better. I don't think Lloyd McClendon is going to do much. I uh, So it's, it's a very tough scenario. I mean, if you're firing losses, you're really desperate. But uh, I, I, there comes a point maybe it's time for him to go because his team is unwatchable. But, you know, he has saved his job so far because he's won games. But, again, he's not the right manager for this team. He's just not right for the long term. But I'm firing him. I don't know if it's going to make a difference this year. I mean, the Tigers should try. They're desperate, but 
You know, it just comes down to the players. If you don't have the personnel to win games, it's going to be tough for a new manager. I don't care who it is. As great as uh, in baseball, players define managers. All the managers got to put the players in a position to succeed. And not only did the Tigers do not have a, a great roster, I just don't know who, which manager they have is great. Mm-hmm. And I like Jim Whelan, but I don't know if Jim is going to do that good with this roster. There's a reason why Jim Whelan retired. Jim retired because he knew the Tigers uh, ran out of uh, uh, chances to win the championship. He thought the Tigers' win was over. That's why he resigned. He didn't resign because he was tired. He was he resigning because uh, you know he lost his interest in the game. He left because he knew uh, he knew the Tigers get all they had and the run was over. That's what it comes down to. So again, I don't know what a new manager can do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this: the Tigers got it cannot be in a position where they're irrelevant this summer. Like last year, they cannot be in that position again, you know. And that's why this weekend hurts so much now. Because if if the season go off track, which is possible, then you got uh, uh, three months of unwatchable baseball, like last year. You know, and that's why this weekend's a little concerning. Because uh, if they can't beat Kansas City, and remember they haven't been the Indians this year, and they're gonna play the Indians this weekend at Comerica Park. So, um, yeah, it's troubling right now. And not only just that, when you look at the teams in the division, Cleveland and Kansas City are the class of the AL Central, with Cleveland being the best team in the division because they got the pitching. While the world's moving guile, they got to deal with injuries. I'm not, I, I have a hard time believing Ventura and Chris Young and Edison Wolkers will lead the world past the Indians when it matters. Now, to their credit, the world did sweep the Indians at home. So, but I just don't know in the long run. And listen, give the world's credit. They're in this. Uh, they, they are overachieving. I, when you look at their injuries, they have played so well this year. And, uh, uh, and you know, they, they have lost guys to injuries. Alex Gordon, Michael Stockers. But here they are. They're still in it. They're in a position where they can win the division still or make the playoffs. And you got to credit the team. you got to credit the Joes. I mean, they're the anti-Tigers, what it comes down to. Let's uh, let's go to the bright sides here. Uh, Bruce Rondon was called up uh, uh, by surprise, and, and he pitched two good innings. Two Today? good smallest innings. Today, yeah. Two wow. innings. Yeah, you heard right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what to tell you about Rondon. I think, how do you trust him anymore after the last year? How do you trust him? I mean, he either gets hurt or he's just going to be bad. I, I can't get excited about Bruce Wendell. I'm sorry, guys. I just see, can't. see here. See here's where you're convinced that that you can trust him. He mm-hmm. he did not even allow a damn hit. He struck out three batters in two yeah. innings. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But you know, it's going to take time for me to be convinced. I can't two clean <laughs> one two three innings. Yeah. Two clean well. one two three innings. Maybe Lynn Henning loves it, but, you know, it's going to take time for me. I mean, for Lynn Henning, probably he likes it because he's been championing Rondon for years. Wow. I never thought Bruce Rondon would 
see see the dis- difference between what Lynn Henning thinks and what I think about Bruce Rondon is I could never until Bruce Rondon proved it I never thought he could do something like that today but he oh, did yeah, yeah but you know we'll see what he does the next few starts I mean we'll see what I'm sorry not starts but relief appearances but it's going to take time no question it's going to uh, I mean I can't get excited about what he did today because you know Rondon has been an enigma. He can rally you and he can disappoint you. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, um, and the, the, listen, the Tigers need to get something out of Rondon because I've been hearing about him for years now. And to me, he hasn't lived up to the promise that he was supposed to deliver for the Tigers. Let's see here. Shane Green was uh, back out. Back on his toes, he only gave up one hit in one inning. That was uh, that was in the tenth inning. Uh, but but yeah, today the Tigers just couldn't hit. That that, that was it. Uh, Stephen Moya, another bright side, three for five, first solo, uh, first home run of, of his career. Uh, 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 Moya Moya uh, proves that he he's a, a new force to be reckoned with. Uh, a, a, a good backup for. Uh, for the outfield, especially a good a good substitute for an injured J.D. Martinez. Yeah, well, also you need to see him develop as a player. You need to see him grow up as a player. You want to see him um, turn out to be a good player. I mean, there comes a time you can only wait, do your thing in the minors forever. you got to destroy the major leagues. And we'll see what Moyer does. But his defense needs work, though, Taylor, because I saw Moyer's uh, butchery defense uh, Saturday night, and I just rolled my eyes in, in that third inning, I think it was. Yeah, actually, it was the second inning. But, um, yeah, that ever he had that second inning Saturday night. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, you got to let the players progress as they come along. you got to let them speak for themselves. We'll see what happens, Taylor. Let's okay. Let's transition to uh, the NBA Finals. The Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers have finally got it. Yeah, how about that? Huh? How about the how about Cavaliers? That? How yeah. about uh-huh. that? You got to give them credit. They they earned it, Taylor. They earned it. I mean, to, to come from three one and win the NBA Finals for the first time in NBA history, to go out there and win two games on the road in a hostile environment in Oakland to uh, win game seven and show poise all night long tonight, to show a lot of gumption, to play great defense, to hang in there. Hey, they deserved it. This was uh, well-deserved, Taylor. And, you know, I, I can't help but be happy for LeBron James. This was his moment. This was his best moment of his NBA career tonight. Yeah, true. No question about that. I mean... Let's face it, the, time, the championships he yep. won in Miami, he wrote it on Dane Wade's coattails. He won the championship on his own this year. This was all on him. LeBron James showed leadership. He didn't give up. He didn't give up. He kept playing. Even when he was struggling tonight, he didn't let his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it... it, it. Game seven was a close one, but it had to be a close one in order for the Cavaliers to uh, slug it out. 
They yeah. they had to grind. They had to pull. They had to tear. They had to bite. They had to claw. They had to yeah. they had to do some serious sword fighting. All, all those things. They had to take a team effort, not just LeBron James, but he became the MVP. He, he recorded his seventh triple double of the NBA of the NBA Finals. The second player of all time to record seven triple doubles in, in the NBA in NBA Finals his in, in an NBA Finals series. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know, you mentioned a lot of players contributing. Richard Jefferson played great again. Channing Five played great. Christian Thompson was impressive on defense. Yeah. Even Kevin Love was good. For the first time I ever in a big spot, Kevin Love delivered. So, yeah, they earned it. I mean, they just they didn't give in. They just played through it, and they earned it. They deserve it. I'm happy for them. Anytime this team did all they could to pull up all the stops, well deserved. And Tyrone Lou, this was his big moment as a coach, too. He, you, you find out how great a coach is in tough times, and Lou delivered. He he had his team playing. He, he did not give up on his team. His players did not give up on him. His his guys kept at it, and he, he continued to encourage them. He put made right moves. He used his bench. He got a lot out of Richard Jefferson. Ty- Tyron Lou, this isn't Brad Austin's we're talking about Tyron Lou. This is a damn good coach, and I didn't know what to make out of Lou. I mean, uh, you just don't want to make a... Uh, a judgment this uh, quickly, but he did a good job in the season. There's a reason why LeBron likes him, and uh, and there's a reason why he's well respected by his players, and there was a reason why he was well liked as a player when he was playing in the NBA. So, you know, you know, he earned it. I can't, I can't mock Tyrone Lue either, and uh, great for the Cavaliers. They deserve it. And the Cavaliers have won the first major pro sports title for for Cleveland for the city of Cleveland since December twenty seventh of nineteen sixty four. Yeah, crazy, right? Um, it's, 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 now nobody's laughing anymore. I mean, and good for the yeah. good for the city of Cleveland. They deserve it because this is a great sports town. It's as great as Detroit, in my opinion. Um, um, this is a team that has, and this is a town that has endured a lot of disappointments, whether it's the fumble, the bloom save, the decision, the move, which the Browns moved to Baltimore. I, I mean, and all these other, listen, Cleveland fans went through a lot. This isn't like Chicago or New York. They have went through disappointments. And to me, a mark of a great sports town, Taylor, is when fans are loyal and they Stick by it, and you know what? Mm-hmm. They never gave them. They they kept supporting them. Uh, they 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 didn't jump ship. They they were very lo- they were loyal to these three teams, and maybe this is the start of a turnaround for Cleveland. Maybe this is the start of a renaissance for Cleveland, not just basketball, but baseball and football. I think the Indians got a shot to win it all this year. You got to think the Browns can't get any worse anymore. Oh God, I I know. And uh, uh, I I, just... I mean, when a local team does well, it inspires the other teams in town to do better. Look at what happened with the Patriots. Patriots won championship, then the Red Sox started winning championships, then the Bruins and the Celtics won championships. So it has that effect, and I think it's going to have that effect now for the city of Cleveland. 
And you look at the Indians, they have the tools to be a championship team, that pitching staff. I just think now that the Indians, when they experience what the Cavs experience and what the town embraced the Cavs, I think the Indians would love to have that type of feeling again. And it could happen this year, Taylor. Cleveland could have a sports renaissance. Hmm. And, like, yeah. like, I said, good, like I said, Taylor, good place for this town. They're good sports fans. They went through a lot as a fan. The, the fumble, the drive, the blown save in the World Series in Game 7, the, the move, the decision, which was the coup de grace for that town. So, you know, they went into so much things, and it's rewarding when you see a moment like that. It's rewarding. That's why we're fans. We're fans because we get to deserve this type of moment. And, you know, I broke out a cold sweat from the Cavs one tonight. I was stunned. This was, like, um, awe-inspiring. I was awestruck. I just rolled on my tracks. I just let the moment play for itself. And, you know, when you see LeBron cry, I know I did. I was gonna say I was gonna say Cleveland still doesn't have an NHL team, but there is also the Columbus Blue Jackets. But let's get back to uh, right. Yeah, the Cavaliers. We, this is this is the main topic. This is one of the main topics at hand here. LeBron was so emotional. He finally won one for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He won two for the Miami Heat, and now one for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I think tonight was more meaningful than what he did in Miami. Like I said, LeBron won on Dwayne Wade's court sales, and he played with a super team. This was no super I can barely hear you, Leslie. Um, okay, let's start this again. Dwayne, uh, uh, LeBron's championships, okay, when he won those two championships, it meant nothing to me because he rode on Dwayne Wade's court tails, and he won with a super team. Now, tonight's more rewarding because he won it on his own. He he led. He inspired his teammates. He made his teammates better. He got a lot out of Kyrie Irving and Richard Jefferson and even J.R. Smith. Um, this was not a super team. In fact, I, you could say the Cavs are a floor team because you take LeBron James out, the Cavs are not even a playoff team. So this is his team. He deserves it. This is more rewarding. You could see why he was crying. You could see yeah. why he got emotional. You could see why he was lying on the ground. This was his moment. This is his best moment of his career. This is why he went home last year for a moment like this. And I wrote a column today, and thanks for retweeting it. This is all about LeBron's legacy. This is his legacy. And now you could say he's the second best player of all time. I say that because he led a Floyd Cavaliers team to a championship by himself. That counts for something. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Cleveland can can suffer no more because uh, <laughs> they, they 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 just yeah. finally they just finally did it. Period. Yeah. yeah, now Minnesota becomes the new Cleveland. I mean, Minneapolis St. Paul has some bad teams, but uh, actually, I heard it was San Diego. San Diego, yeah, them too. Yeah, the Chargers and the Padres are no better. Washington D.C. has had some tough moments. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Minneapolis St. Paul's had some hideous teams lately. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they had some hideous teams. They got a terrible baseball team who's probably going to blow up their baseball operations. You had the Vikings do some hideous moments at <sighs> times. 
I mean, nobody's going to forget Blair Walsh's missed field goal kick, uh, uh, forever. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting what happens now for that town. But, mm-hmm. yeah, nobody's going to for Cleveland anymore. And it's a good feeling. And I think the yeah. best yet to come for that sports town. Because uh, I'm telling you, the Indians, they're exactly. the game good this year. I mean, I hope I'm wrong because I hate the so Indians. So far. Huh? So far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so hate far. Remember... Remember 1997, one out away, and then choke. Oh, man, I know. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was funny. But, uh, Marlins because I hated the Indians back then. You know, yeah. yeah, because remember, Indians fans would come to Tiger Stadium and start their nonsense. Remember, that, uh, was Jim, that was when Jim Leland won, won uh, that World that World Miami, the Marlins. Yes. yes. Yeah. The, the then Florida Marlins, now the Miami, now the Miami Marlins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ninety nine seven was funny. I mean, that was funny, no question about that. Cleveland was just an outer way to, to win that World Series, and yeah. it just blew up on them. It just it just blew up on them. But you know, now we can laugh it off now. Now, the, 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 now that the Cleveland got their big moment, we can laugh it off. I mean, I'm sure it's not funny for them. Because you don't want to have these type of bowling opportunities. And it's not funny for the players because they won't get that opportunity again. they they got to live by this for the rest of their lives. Ernest Biner, Jose Mesa. This does not end for those two because they, they, they blew it for their teams. And that's something you just don't get over. You just don't get over as a player. Fans probably will get over it. But for the players, you remember this forever. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. With, with uh, Bill Buckner, Bill Buckner gets a pass because, um, I, because I don't think it was Buckner that lost that game. I blame it just more on the relievers by the Red Sox and poor managing than Bill Buckner. Yeah, he didn't catch the ball, but to blame it on him is that's a, that's the a lazy analysis. I mean, it was more than that. But really? The Indi- with the Indians and Browns. It was one player. Mason should have gotten that last out, and Biner should have made some stupid plays. So that type of moment, those two are never going to get over, and they know it. Bill Buckner can get over it now. I think Buckner can forget it forever and ever now because the Red Sox ended their title a long time ago. And, you know, I don't think it was his fault either. So I think that uh, history remembers Buckner now for uh, history remembers Buckner fairly. You can't say the same for Ernest Biner and uh, Jose Mesa because they indirectly blew their games with your teams. Mm-hmm. And then of course the Red Sox uh, fin- finally uh, ended their their curse with the with the Yankees. Yeah, coming from three one, ironically. You know when 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 I see three nothing. Yeah, yeah, three one. Thank you, too. When you see three one deficit, three zero deficit in sports, it it's not insurmountable anymore. It really isn't. I mean, you can come back from three zero deficits or three one deficits in sports. Now it's it's a lot different now. Yeah, but it's still difficult to do. It's difficult to do, of course. Every it's difficult to win games in the playoffs. Period. No matter what. Sure. Even when you're leading, it's it's tough. Well, that also yeah, it's that, very tough. That also counts the pressure. Hmm? That also, you know, 
management with the pressure because you know you you know you're almost there. You're 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 reaching for that brass ring. You got one more to go, and then you know it's that's a lot of pressure on you know on, on players. You know, thinking you're almost there, but you still got to win that game. Mm-hmm. And winning, then you, uh, winning games is never easy, and it's hundred percent. No, it's twice as hard when you're playing in the playoffs. It's it's a different feel. It's a different level of playing the playoffs. Sure. The, the playoff level plays so much different than the regular season. The playoff is like 100 times faster than um, the regular season when it comes to action. It's so yes. different. Well, you do got to turn up the notch, you know. <laughs> yeah, and some players have yeah. it, some don't. Yes. Now now I can compare uh, the Red Sox coming back from down 3-0 to, to beat the Yankees in the AL. To, to the Cleveland Cavaliers coming back from down three to one in this year's NBA Finals to clinch it tonight. Yeah. They just didn't. The Cavs didn't. The Cavs uh, uh, came back from three to one, but not three nothing. Right. Very close. Very close. But but it just wasn't quite three nothing. I'm still sickened by that. <laughs> I I feel you, Lewis. I feel you. Yeah. But it, but the Cavaliers were were just so desperate that it just had to be done finally. Yeah, and they got it done. They deserve it. This is something fans and players they're mm-hmm. going to remember it for the rest of their lives. And that's what makes all of this rewardable. And that's why guys work very hard in sports to create moments like this. And uh, sure. you know, this is something LeBron's going to remember for the rest of his life. This is something we're all going to remember for the rest of our lives. And this is something his critics. Uh, we'll have to get over it, uh, whether they want it or not. You, you can't, you can't mock LeBron anymore. Those days are over. I mean, LeBron changed his image, and now LeBron did his thing, leading Cleveland to a championship. To me, the problem is you. Now, I'm not referring to you, Taylor, but I'm saying the problem is you, is in LeBron having critics. You right. Know? The problem is them, not him anymore. I mean, LeBron did his job. He did his job tonight, and. I just don't think you can rip him anymore. You simply can't. And he's going to win at least three more titles before all is said and done. You know, there's a saying, once you win two or three, it becomes easy. Easy? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Like you, so ask Michael, ask Duncan, ask Kobe, ask Shaq. I think uh-huh. if you win one or two, it becomes difficult. It's more difficult. But once you get three... He just figured the game out, and LeBron clearly knows what he's doing now. I and mean, we saw that in, in the finals this year. Mm. Now the question goes to Kevin Durant. He's going to have to win a title at some point of his career because he's good enough where he should win at least one or two titles. Yeah. I mean, and I like uh-huh. Kevin Durant, but there comes a point where now the pressure's got to be on him. Mm-hmm. There comes a point where the, the pressure's got to be on him. And I like Kevin Durant. Listen, Kevin Durant doesn't get criticized because he's likable. But at some point, that can only carry you so far. LeBron had to deal with that pressure, not only just because of the decision, but everybody hyped him up as the next Michael when he was 14 years old. So uh, there was uh, so much pressure for him. But now I don't know how you can say there's pressure anymore because now when you're saying there's pressure, when you talk about legacy talk, you're just being a fool now. At some point, you got to give a reality. And LeBron has done everything now we asked him about. I mean, he came home. He won a championship for his hometown team. At some point, 
You just got to move on and find somebody else to rep because, you know, you're just being stupid now for being a player. Miranda has joined us. Hey, Miranda, how's it going? Are you oh, happy? my God, Taylor. I could just cry again a little bit. Like, yeah. I seriously can't breathe. How are you guys? Pretty Great. good. Right. Nice hearing you again, Miranda. What? Nice to hear you again. Well, thank you. I was screaming. I called like two minutes ago, and I'm screaming y'all's names, and no one heard me. I was like, okay. Are you? Yeah, are you, that's my that's my fault. I I didn't pay attention to the chat chat, Miranda. That's my fault. I'm really sorry. I'm like Taylor. Were you ignoring me? Oh. I I oh man I I I got your tweet on Twitter and. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Miranda, the game. I haven't listened to it yet. Or but, uh, but, but what were your yeah? But what were your thoughts on, on Game Seven and the entire NBA Finals? Like I don't know. My cousin Mac and I were just talking, and like I mean, people say this and that about the Warriors, like so over the NBA and all their talk and all their bullshit. It's just so annoying. But I mean, whether or not they be the better team, like we wanted it more. Like that was them, like playing like, LeBron with his heart out, leaving it on the floor. And, like, that for me, like, just seeing him at the end of the game when he's, like, on his hands and knees, like, I was just, like, this is exactly why I'm a Cleveland fan. Like, exactly. Uh, I don't know. It was just, it was awesome. I'm so proud of all of them. I love Kyrie. He's, like, my silent assassin. It was just freaking, it was great. I love it. Every moment yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and, and uh, we believe Game Seven had to be close for the Cavaliers uh, to take that that one, and uh, they, they and it was a close one, and the Cleveland Cavaliers slugged it out. Uh, Kyrie Irving uh, was the X factor for the Cavaliers. LeBron James, the leader, of course, the triple double, seventh. LeBron's seventh uh, triple double becomes the second player of all time. He becomes the third player, the third player with a triple double in Game Seven of the NBA Finals as well. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. I'm just I'm really proud of them. And my friend, um, remember Santana? She was with me when I called in that one night. Um, she's like up up there. She lives up there, and she just called me and said it is like absolute, just like insanity. Like she said, just everybody is like. Screaming, like running up and down the streets. I'm like, oh my god, Cleveland's about to break right now. Like, it's just awesome. But I just, I don't know. I'm so proud. Uh, yeah, you, you should, you should be really proud of, of them. Yep. I am. So hey, how did the Tigers do today? Did they play today? I think they did. It was like two something. Yeah. Uh, the Royals took three of four. The Tigers won the first game. Yeah. Uh, ten to three, ten to four, uh, but um, but uh, Royals routed routed us the the, the last uh, the other two games in in between, and then and then it was a two one uh, a two one thirteen inning nail biter. But uh, Brad Osmus, the idiot that he is, I mean, putting uh, Kyle Ryan putting in Kyle Ryan in the thirteenth inning, and not even putting. Uh, not even playing Francisco Rodriguez when when he could have used him in the 13th inning before 
they they ran out of pitchers, and then Kyle Ryan was was the last hope. Oh, what the heck! Yeah, I just want to put in a few notes before I sign up for the night. Uh, it's on the hockey level. Chicago Blackhawks forward uh, Nick Maltz uh, was signed to a three-year deal. Coyotes signed Craig Cunningham to a one-year deal. And St. Louis Blues announced a two-year extension on Dimitri Jaskin. And that's it. I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. All right. I'll I'll talk to you then, uh, probably like 10.30 or 11. 10.30 is after my anniversary show, my local show. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All right. 30-year anniversary on Tuesday. Yep. Happy Father's Day as well, Louis. Thank you. Yeah, happy Father's Day, dude. Hey, listen, and actually, I'm going to get off too now because um, I'm going to watch some TV, but just want to call in and just say how ecstatic I am and happy I am. But it was good to talk to you guys, okay? Enjoy it. Yeah, abso- yeah absolutely. Yeah, Th- thanks for calling in. Of course. Tell your dad I said hi, huh? Yeah, I sure will. I'll do that. Yeah, ha- tell him happy Father's Day. I will. Same to you, Taylor, okay? All right. Yep, thanks. Tell your, tell your dad. Same. All right. Bye. Yep. Good night. Also, also tomorrow night, episode 216 of the Michigan Sports Truth on Spreaker. Monday night at 1130. Hey, Liz, are you, you going gonna yeah, to yeah, yeah, I'll be there Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Awesome. Uh, All right. You might have to, yeah, you might, you might have to uh, use your, uh, your messenger, your Facebook messenger yeah. app. Yeah. To call in? Yeah. Of course, yeah. And sorry about last night, but, you know, I came from work. And I know I, used, I I was watching the game, but I was at a computer hub watching the game. I didn't go home because uh, I didn't want to fall asleep uh, because I had a long day at work yesterday. So so I really didn't have a chance. But, you know, it was good to get, get back at it, you know. And uh, it, it was good to get back at it uh, tonight. And uh, I had a lot to say. And, again, thank you for understanding, Taylor. But, I had a lot to say about the Tigers. I, I, you know what? This is a, no. This weekend was sobering. This weekend was reality check for the Tigers. This is what they are: a nice team. They're a 500 team. They're not a playoff team. They're a flawed team, and they probably need a new manager. Yeah, yeah, they need. Yeah, if Jeff Moss wants Brad Osmus fired, then he must want Omar Vizquel, and I'm I'm okay with Vizquel for the rest of the year. You might. It can't be any worse. <laughs> Right. Even even Vizquel can uh, do better than do a better job than Brad Osmond yeah. can. But uh the, but then but either way the Tigers must move forward from from the end of the season on and, and uh and uh get Manny Acta for God's sake. Yeah. Manny Acta is the number one is the number one guy. He, he he's got just that one year contract as a third base coach of the Seattle Mariners. That, that that's that's all it lasts. Just one year, just this year, as the third base coach of the M's. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Hey, Till, I gotta get going. I gotta go head, uh, head out. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Bye, Till. Have a good night. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll call you on messenger. Okay. Okay. No problem, Till. I'll be here tomorrow night. I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. Okay. I'll talk to you tomorrow night, Mitt Taylor. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep. Thanks. Stand by. Yep. Bye. So I'd like to thank uh, Louis Tenor, Miranda McCoy for calling in, and Leslie Montero. Three callers at the same. Uh, 
four of there were four of us tonight. That that's a new record. Uh, that that's a that's a new record since uh, Jeff Moss, Ryan Schuling, uh, Scott Anderson, and uh, Mahir joined me along with Lois Tenor. The highest amount since then. And uh, I I really enjoyed that moment. I did. But uh, it is time for me to sign off. I have to uh, rest up and get ready for work tomorrow. Don't forget, once again, the uh, Michigan Sports, uh, episode 216, the Michigan Sports Truth on Spreaker. Ed Smith and I, I'll try to bring in Leslie as well. You can find him on Facebook at Leslie Nestory, N-E-S-T-O-R-Y. Uh, Ed Smith are going to Ed Smith and I are going to talk about Pavlovatsuk's Pat, uh, official retirement and what that means to the Wings, what that means to uh, Ken Holland's contract money. What's he going to do with it and whatnot? We'll uh, recap the Tigers and how they keep shuffling through their bullpen. And uh, Bruce Rondone, of all people, I still can't get that out of my head. Two innings pitched, no runs, no hits, no nothing. Three strikeouts in two clean innings earlier today in a losing, yet in a losing cause, two one in 13 innings, the Royals. The defending World Series champion Kansas City Royals take it. They take three out of four. Not because, not just because they earned it, but they, but they got some help from their opponents, our our beloved Detroit Tigers. Tigers seven uh, ten, back at Comerica Park tonight in Detroit. Uh, tomorrow night in Detroit against the second AOS second place. Seattle Mariners at 36 and 33. Tigers are now 34 and 35, a game below 500. In which case, uh, Jeff Moss was saying Brad Osmus should be fired. And, uh, and he doesn't care if they promote Omar Vizquel or or the singing, the former singing hot dog guy, the vendor, this uh, Charlie, that that's his name. I, I I do feel bad for the guy. He got fired like a couple, of, like two or three weeks ago. He was great. He really was. But anyway. Um, our next uh, episode 63 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition will be on the air at either 10:30 or 11 p.m. I will, I will let you, I will let you know on Twitter. I will let you know on Facebook. Until then, catch, uh, catch me, Ed Smith, and Pot, and even, and maybe Leslie Nestory or Montero on the air. If not, then just me and Ed Smith. On Spreaker for episode 
216 of Michigan Sports Truth on Spreaker. At, uh, tomorrow night at 11.30. Until then, this is Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Follow Le- Leslie at at uh, DisgustedNYER and at Lover of Detroit. And you can follow Ed Smith at, on Twitter at EdSmith313. TTFN, ta-ta for now.